going through all of his letters where he says thank you. And in 1 Corinthians, he says it in verse 4. So if you like to have all of those references, you're going to have them tonight. And one of them is kind of veiled. Now the letter to Paul uh, that Paul wrote to Corinthians was a church, when he wrote this one, of a church that was growing, blossoming, had a few questions, but was doing well. It's the great book with the love chapter in it and the gifts and all those things like that. And so he's thankful for that church. And this is what he said in verse 4. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in Him in all speech and all knowledge, so you're not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus. So he's thanking God for the Corinthian church. And it's a powerful statement of what he thanks them for, and it's the gift that they're living out. He doesn't just thank the Corinthian church. He also thanks the church at Ephesus. And in this letter, he says it a little further down. He says it in verse 15, chapter 1. He's always doing it in his salutation and his opening remarks. And this is what he says. Now, for this reason, now this reason is that God has given them a gift of the Holy Spirit and they believed in Christ. And so he says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. So he's asking God to pour out the spirit of wisdom and the knowledge of revelation. That's a huge gift. That's a gift that every church needs to help them grow. The wisdom and revelation of Christ is to make him manifest by what's shared in that congregation. So he's thankful that this church is willing and ready to receive the next step in the church's growth. And so he's thankful for the church at Ephesus. And then, obviously after Ephesians, we have... Anybody know? Got them in order? Thank you. Philippians. And this one is in verse 3. I wish I had uh, eyes that could see out and down at the same time, but I do if I lift them up. And then in verse 3 he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day till now. The Philippians church, the church of Philippi, was a partner with him in the gospel and was very, very generous in giving and sharing and growing in the gospel. So Paul was thankful for their work with him that started day one. And what you'll see that thanksgiving comes from a heart that has God's love inside because a loving heart is a thankful heart. When God transforms us with his love, we become thankful people. It's just a byproduct of the divine nature being instilled within us. Now after Philippians is... Thank you. I'm not saying thank you like I didn't know. I'm saying thank you for um, knowing that. In Colossians, he also says it near the beginning. It's verse 3. This is a we though, because he's got uh, one with him. 
He says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ and the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So this church has a love and a hope that has been demonstrated in, not in Paul's presence. That they've continued to love and share and they have this divine hope. That's a Colossians church. It is one of the strong churches also in our New Testament that Paul is so thankful for. I think sometimes Paul was like a circuit rider. He just hoped he could get there. And then to the church at Thessalonica, verse 2, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly, mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work and faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That sounds a lot like this church and what you said about each other and what we say about you as well. The steadfastness of love for each other and the welcoming heart that you have. Hard to explain to someone who's never experienced it, but once you experience it, it's very, very good. And we're thankful for that. As, as was Paul at the church of Thessalonica. But you know, Paul, he wrote a lot of letters. And the next one he wrote, back to this church, same church. And this is verse 3 in chapter 1 of Second Thessalonians. He says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it's right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God of, for your steadfastness and faith and in your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. What a powerful statement. It isn't just the first letter where he says it. He says now it's even more. You've grown. And so it's an interesting study if you ever saw the change between one state of the church to its growth and the next. It would be a very powerful statement to that. And he talks about Timothy. Timothy being an individual, he thanks God for Timothy. He says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. I remember your tears and I long to see you that I may be filled with your joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith. Do you hear what Paul's thankful for so far in all these? It's the work of Christ, the faith, the love for one another. And he also, believe it or not, in the short one, Philemon, or Philemon, depending on how you want to say that one, he also says in this one in verse 4, I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. So he's asking Philemon to continue to share his faith and to grow the gospel of Christ. Such a powerful statement. And after he wrote many of these letters, the church at Corinth had problems. Lots of problems. And if you read through 2 Corinthians, in the first chapter, he doesn't thank God for them. He doesn't say it in the second chapter or the third chapter. He goes directly to the issues and struggles they're facing. And he continues to work with them. And he continues to work with them until we find these words all the way in the ninth chapter. 
In the ninth chapter, he doesn't go, I thank God for remembering you in your faith. This is what he says. I have, oh, it's, I'm sorry, it's chapter 8. He says, Thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus the same care that I have for you. Thanks be to God that Titus is caring for you. Because you're not accepting me, basically is what he's saying. But I'm thankful God loves you enough to send the right person to you. And I, I really think that's powerful. And the one we haven't looked at, that Paul wrote his thanks to, and I think probably the most telling is the church at Rome. If you study the book of Romans and their history of this church, what he says is astounding. This church is in the middle of the Greco-Roman world. Catacombs of Rome, they meet in secret because they're persecuted every front. They're being thrown to the lions. Caesar's trying to stomp them out. Paul will be tried in Rome, testify of Christ in Rome. It is Rome that sets itself against Christ because Caesar sees himself as a god. This is the church that is the most persecuted of all that Paul establishes. And you would think because it's persecuted that they wouldn't be able to do a whole lot in public or help people. And you'd think because of the difficulties they face that their love would be limited. And yet Paul, knowing their state, so desperately wants to see them, wants to help them, to bless them, to love them. And after a long introduction, he says this. And I love this. This is one of my favorite things that Paul wrote. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. What a testimony that their faith in the midst of persecution goes on in all the world. The people here of the church at Rome. That's the kind of faith I want our church to have. That the world is inspired by it. I love coming and worshiping with you and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you and getting to know you, being in your homes and celebrating life with you and uh, living our lives together for the sake and the cause of Christ. I love that. Well, I would really love to see the faith and the work of this church made known in great circles where people say, that church has inspired me to believe again or to believe in the first place. And that's what he says. I give thanks because your faith is proclaimed. And then he says this. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you in my prayers. Always. Asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you and impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. As much as their faith is proclaimed throughout the world, Paul wants to strengthen them. A strong, faithful church, and Paul says, I can even get you stronger. Never be content in your faith. Always growing and getting stronger. 
is what he's telling them. And this is what he says, that is, it's is continuing, that we may be mutually encouraged. And isn't that what it's all about? That we encourage each other and stir each other up to good works. That's what a church is all about. And that's what we do here. And I'm thankful that I'm a part of that now. And it's by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And that's why he gives thanks for them. And on this season of thanks, Jesus Christ, Christ the King Sunday, we celebrate Him. And yet in one week, we turn the page on this church year and we start over waiting for Him to come. The greatest gift we've ever been given is Christ to give us faith. And I've always thought, you know, if I just had enough faith, and Jesus said you only need as much as a grain of the, of the size of mustard seed. But did you know faith is a gift? Did you know righteousness is a gift? Holiness is a gift? Grace, mercy, and God's favor are all gifts. They're all freely given to us. And that's what we celebrate together is the gifts God has given. It's a place where when that's shared, people feel welcome. They feel like they can be who they are and love freely and can't wait to get back together again. It's a place where on Sunday morning, we come back on Sunday night to give thanks and we're all here. We celebrate and laugh because the presence of God opens us up to that kind of love. And I believe God in his infinite wisdom, as Paul said to the church at Rome, we can grow stronger. And I'm thankful for God that he's able to do that with us and for us and establish us. I can't wait to see what God does, but I'm so thankful for what he is doing. What he has done and shown his faithfulness here. And I believe that when we look back next year, we'll say, yeah, God was just getting started. I believe that. And I believe that for one reason. It's the same reason Paul mentioned. Because of the love that we have for one another. This is something that nobody has ever resisted, is kindness and love. They may question it, but they don't resist it. And that is what God has called us to do. And we do that well here. So thank you for what you do. I'm thankful that I don't have to work on that to help you do that. You already do that. I've been in churches where for several years I had to work on that. I don't have to do that here. And I'm thankful for that. It's just a joy to love, to be loved, and to see what God will do with us. This is kind of what Paul was saying to the church of Rome. I can't wait to see what God does next with the people of faith. It's what he was saying to all the churches. And in the church at Corinth, which he was frustrated with, he said, I love you, but I'm sending somebody else to you. I think he would have done something that, or said something that I used to say, I'm charging a putting up with you, Fee. <laughs> you ever heard that before? Well, that's what Paul might have said to the church if he had to go back. You're going to have to really make me want to come this time because he had written, they say, at least three letters trying to get that church uh, back healthy.
We don't have to do that here. All we have to do is lead where God is, uh, excuse me, follow where God is leading and trust his leadership. And I think we'll get where we're supposed to be. And I'm thankful that we're all willing to do that. And we're willing to do that together. So as a pastor's heart, that's what it is. That's what I'm thankful for. And my wife and I would tell you this, that each morning when we leave, even this morning, we don't want to. We just have to. Because love is very, very good. And we like that. So thank you, all of you, for the gift of you. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you have called us into your presence to love, to establish us, to build us up. And I thank you that as Paul the Apostle was thankful for the many churches that he worked in and established and helped to grow, that he showed us how to be thankful and what to be thankful for, for the love and the faith and the endurance and the growing and the giftings of your Holy Spirit in those congregations. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would establish us and help us to stir up the giftings even greater and that others would be drawn to the work you do here. Heavenly Father, I know that you're able to do that, so pour out your Holy Spirit and stir up the gift in us in greater and greater ways. Amen. Our uh, closing hymn is not in the hymnal. So I'm hoping the words, well, Sean's going to have to look at the screen too. So we all have to follow the screen except for Bobby. Bobby has the words, but we're going to use count your blessings on the screen. Let's stand as we do, because I think we should stand for our blessings. Mm -hmm.